Welcome to the Floorball Guru Podcast, Episode 1. Today, we're talking about floorball. And I want to thank everybody for coming on and listening to our first podcast and hopefully a broader topic of floorball related to growing the sport, getting you informed about the sport, and hopefully encouraging you and getting you started to play floorball across the country. My name is Dave Crawford, and I've been working with floorball for the last five years, specifically looking at development and getting kids and adults playing the sport. I've also had opportunities to play with the U.S. national team, and I'm currently the U19 women's national team coach. I've also been working in the field of recreation for the past 15 years, developing and building programs recreation-based through outdoor recreation, athletics, sports, youth sports, and kind of everything. Immediately when I saw it, I was excited that it was a sport. I was kind of wondering why it wasn't out there. And ever since, have been on a path to educate and build the, the awareness of the sport and actually get people playing. And that's how I started Floorball Guru, was I saw a need for education, curriculum development, and just a platform to get people uh, aware of it and hopefully thinking about how they can start playing it and get excited about it and go from there. Now, you may have heard of floorball before. Maybe this is the first time you've heard of floorball. Well, one of the great things about floorball is anybody can play it anywhere and build it out as a, as a great sport within parks and recreation, universities, intramural sports, um, boys and girls clubs, kind of just everything. So that's one of the nice things that I've seen about it is, again, take it anywhere, build it, and grow. So starting anything in general requires a, a broader knowledge, knowledge and strategy. And simply getting floorball sticks, if you've heard of them, or a ball and goalie equipment, it, it's just not enough. We need to continue to grow. And as with anything, the more expertise that you're going to have with the sport, the more you learn and build and raise your awareness, that level is going to kind of rise. So a lot of folks in general are kind of at the starting point, and then they're going to build from there. So the more we learn, the more we grow, the broader and bigger this whole picture becomes. Now, if you had the opportunity to go out and play, uh, either a scrimmage or a class, you quickly notice the value that the sport has across platforms and getting kids engaged and getting people engaged and just trying something different, trying something new. So the goal is trying to get that engagement going and build it. And you're trying to look around and see, okay, how am I going to do this? Where am I going to go? What am I going to do? And that's one of the bigger issues is how do we continue to grow this sport? In my opinion, education is the way to grow the sport. We continue to build, we continue to educate, but in most cases we're trying to get people aware of how to play the sport the correct way. It's not a pseudo form of uh, hockey. It's got its own rules, its own federation, all this other stuff. And it requires a dedication by whoever's doing it to understand that and to teach the sport as it was designed to play. So as we continue to grow, we'll see more emphasis on that and more development. But a lot of it's going to become train the trainer, building, building from that. And right now, when you look at the landscape of floorball, it's very league-based. Or you've got pockets of individuals who have kind of latched on to the sport across the country, and they're actively working with groups to try to train and develop in a class setting. So you're not alone in this process. There are groups all over the country, 
that are working to do this. We do have uh, an association, the U.S. Floorball Association, that is out there, and there, there are pockets of groups throughout the country, all with a uh, like-minded feeling of how do we grow this, how do we build this. So like any opportunity, you, know, you, you may have opportunities to play. You may not. You may be the one that's the driving force to this. I'm working to try to develop and build more awareness, and there are others as well that are trying to get programs up and running. But sometimes it takes that person who sees that vision for the sport and wants to grow it, and that's the one who in the long term is going to have to put in that effort and that work to, to build it and, and get excited about it and then draw other people's into their world and get excited about it as well. And that's how it continues to grow. We have to have more and more people involved in the sport, volunteers, things like that that are growing. And one of the things that we kind of forget when we talk about this excitement, if I found this sport, I'm really excited about it, how do we get it going, why is it not bigger? Well, we have to look at soccer, for instance. And soccer, their growth and development has taken you know, 30 years to get to its current point. And some people want to look at it and say, why, why are we not bigger as, as, as a sport in floorball? Well, soccer's all over the place. Basketball, it's all over the place. And there's all these different things. And we've got development leagues. And we've got classes and youth and all this other stuff. Well, floorball is starting from the beginning. And most of it is a grassroots focus. So we have to come back and we have to look at how are we going to continue to build. And in order to do that, we have to educate. We have to get people building and growing and involved and educated on the sport. And from that, we're going to see more people get involved. But we have to show the value of it. One of the great things I love about floorball is its inclusive nature. It's also a fairly low-contact sport. Yeah, there's, there's contact to it. If you watch videos online, you'll see you know, national team players running over each other, and, and you may or may not understand some of the different rules to it. But by and large, the sport is built around lower contact. And what's nice about that is it allows more people that maybe don't want some of that contact to get involved. Maybe they like hockey-type sports, but they've never really done it because maybe they're afraid of concussions. Maybe they're afraid of all the equipment that you have to wear. Maybe it's a, a matter of the equipment costs, whatever that is. Floorball is primarily a technical game. It's about quick movements. It's about moving the ball quickly, having control of the ball, and setting yourself up on an offensive or defensive zone so that you can effectively attack or defend the ball and kind of go from there. But it's also about quick counterattacks, stealing the ball and making quick goals and fielding it from there. What I love about the sport, too, is its overall cost. The costs have about you know, $20 to $50 of a stick, depending on what you're looking for, where you find it, and you're often playing a ball, and you're good. And then little goals, things like that. Now, if you're starting out uh, as a group or a program and you're saying, I want to get started, what do I do? Sticks and balls. Focus on that. Let's get sticks in the hands of kids and adults and get them playing. If you're a facility or you're an individual and you're renting space, whatever that is, you don't need everything to start. Ideally, as it grows, you can invest more or the building or group will invest more or even start a nonprofit and start getting support and investing at that point. But you don't have to have everything right away. Just get people. And it has partitions. And let's say it has three courts on there. I'll drop two partitions and we'll run that as our pseudo rink and we'll play. 
nobody necessarily knows or cares they're just having a good time and that is the goal here we have to be getting to play and having a good time to grow the game so don't worry about oh i don't have the rank oh i don't have the goalies i don't have this or that just get playing that's how it continues to build and that's how it goes if you wanted to build great there's opportunities that do that um, but you're going to spend most of your time if you want to start this educating people family coworkers, anybody who wants to listen anybody that's interested you're just going to be talking about it like i am right now that's what it is now whether you're looking to start a weekly pickup game or a full-fledged league your biggest challenge is going to be finding that space the beauty is you can play anywhere if it's raining outside okay you can you can choose to play if you want to but that's kind of a preference thing but if you want to be outside go find tennis courts go find basketball courts they're perfect places to play. They're already developed. They kind of have their own uh, rinks, if you will, to some degree, or at least lines and, and, and designated playing areas. So it works. You don't need to spend a ton of money to get going. But do note that a floorball stick is a plastic blade, and anything that's not smooth is going to chew up that blade a little bit faster than you would otherwise. That's okay, because one of the nice things about this, the, the equipment of floorball is if it does, in fact, break as far as the, or, or wear down, let's say the blade wears down or gets chewed up or anything like that, you just change it out. So if, if, the, if the shaft is still good, um, just pull the, pull the blade right off using screws and some glue, put a new one on, and you're, you're off and you're running. So your ability to keep the cost low of a $20 blade and a you know, $20 to $40, $50 uh, shaft and then maybe replacing the grip here or there, you can keep your same stick for a long time. So when we talk about a return on your investment if, as an individual or specifically as a group, your equipment's going to last a lot longer and, and, and you're going to be able to not only invest in that equipment, but have more and continue to grow that way. So there are different options as, you, as you're building it from there. And one of the nice things too is if you do go inside, you know there are there are choices. Talk to your local school districts, talk to your parks and rec, talk to YMCA's, boys and girls, anybody that's got a facility you may be able to get into. Either rent the space if you can, or create a partnership where you're actually working with them to help develop the sport, develop your areas, and build it out from there. It doesn't have to be complicated, and a lot of times these facilities and these spaces are looking for new sports to just stay current on what's new, but also they're looking for people that have that awareness and that knowledge and that energy that wanna go in and kind of do the work for them, if you will. Be that advocate. They know the work, they can train, they can build and, and grow from there. So the goal again is to get people playing, to get them interested and to get them moving. So it's just kind of depends on how you wanna build it out, but there's a lot of different opportunities and I want to encourage anybody that's interested is to continue to, to research, continue to learn, continue to build. Don't let this new sport come in and say, oh, I can't do that. Because there are so many different options of how you can get creative with your space, your area, and build it from there. But in my opinion, most of it in the long-term growth is going to develop and hinge on the education of people. We have to get out there and we have to show people why this sport is fun, why it's different, and then get them to play. So in my opinion, it starts at the very low levels of working with kids and getting them excited. Because most adults have already played different sports, they've got their preferences, and that's what they want to do. They may or may not want to add another sport on top of it. 
let's go after working with the kids and get them excited and show them there's different sports out there there's different opportunities to get involved get engaged get moving having fun all these different things and from there we can we can build it out and go crazy so i encourage anybody again keep at it if you've already got a program going you already know the struggles of starting anything new it takes time so don't be discouraged all right get connected with anybody and everybody you can talk about the sport go to your local uh, parks and rec your local rotary clubs any any business anything that you might have a connection with or somebody that might be able to help you grow that in your area get the community involved get local business you want to build it it's going to take time but keep at it and if anything as you're doing it make it fun if you have to adjust the rules a little bit do so a lot of times when i'm starting with the group i'm not playing the full-fledged international floorball federation rules and game and all this other stuff i focus it down on what is keeping it simple focus on safety uh, for just following basic safety rules and build it as you grow as people get better you can add more in so it doesn't have to be rocket science on this so keep it simple have fun and get out there and again if you need help or you need resources check out my website at www.floorballguru.com